0: Well, we are a fast-growing company. We want to grow as fast as possible and bring as much value to our founders as fast as possible. The two components of a success for hiring uh, such a large amount of people in such a short period of time and it's one of them is obviously pace you don't want to prolong the process um, unnecessarily and also you, you want to hire the best people so so the second thing is the relationship with hiring managers without good and open communication there's not much you can do
1: Hello, my name is Luke Eaton and this is the Seed Scaling So Far podcast. Uh, In this episode, uh, we speak to the head of talent at PackHelp. PackHelp designed custom packaging solutions to create more sustainable choices for e-commerce. We're getting some really interesting topics around remote working and distributed working um, and also some internal tools and how to build really interesting internal tools uh as you grow and as you scale if you're interested in the internal record side of the of the scaling portion of your business this one's definitely worth a listen so alicia really really pleased to be chatting with you today um thank you so much for joining us on the scaling so far podcast really appreciate it um before we get stuck into pack help and the amazing journey that you guys have had so far really keen to just learn a little bit about you first so can you tell us a bit about yourself just to kick things off
0: Sure. Uh, so my entire career has uh, been connected to recruiting, which wasn't something that I planned for myself. I wasn't really thinking about it. Uh, I graduated English um, and then I started working as a researcher uh, for one of the corporations here in Poland. And I basically moved up the ladder and now I'm at PackHub for almost three years. And I think that my career has really uh boosted, uh was has really been boosted um through these past three years. Um I was the 80th employee uh here and when I started working uh at PacHelp, my leader Kasha she left for her maternity leave. So I for a time I, I was actually the only person that was um, responsible for the HR at pack help um, So this was a huge challenge, obviously, for a new someone who just joined. And, but it gave me a helicopter view on, on what's happening in the company and, and you know this this is amazing and it helps me a lot right now in my current work mm-hmm. um but yeah recruitment and and talent acquisition from the start
1: okay fantastic it, it must it's an interesting confluence of events isn't it if the, you had to sort of act up into that role um it must be really interesting in the context of pack health growth so looking forward to getting stuck into that um so you've been there for three years, as you mentioned. So 2019, uh, PackHelp was um, was founded in 2015, I believe. Yeah. So uh, in that time, aside from a global pandemic, which I'm sure must have been a challenge for for all of you, um, you've been listed as Deloitte Technology Fast 50 for 2020, and you've just raised your Series B, forty five and a half million dollars. That's a lot to. That's a lot of change. <laughs> so, could you tell us a little bit about you know that as it happened, what the journey's been like up to that point?
0: Well, um, it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> I must say. Um, the, well, the pandemics hit us hard, uh, just as everybody else. Um, It was a surprise and also um, since we are uh, VC founded, um, we had to answer to the needs of our investors, obviously. Um, So when the pandemics hit, uh, we needed to reduce our costs uh, for about 25%. Um, so this means obviously layoffs and, and salary reductions for for the employees that left um that left um that were left in the company um so um you know two years ago when when we didn't really know what was happening with the covid and how it will introduce in influence our um our market um it was generally very difficult for us um fortunately um covid meant a huge boost for e-commerce and after 3 months uh we saw that the the market is going up and that we're basically selling as uh, we, we were hitting All the targets and even, you know, uh selling more than we were expected. So after three months, we've managed to hire back almost everyone that we laid off um, uh previously, and then raise people's salaries and then uh paid them bonuses for, for to cover their losses for the past three months. Um so um I would say that these accomplishments that you mentioned, uh the Deloitte's uh ranking and also raising fund B, uh raising um yeah, Series B. Um this is what makes the the hard part um paid off. Um because we everyone at PACFOP takes a huge pride in these accomplishments and uh, we're very involved in what is happening with the company, um, so I'd say, yeah, this was this was all worth it. Uh, it. It was our common success. It was our all all of us hard work. And
1: yeah. mm. it must be great to be able to look back, you know, after that significant, you know, obviously a global tragedy. But to be able to look back at the other end of that that turmoil must be pretty cathartic, pretty positive thing. And we sort of skipped like the actual company itself, the mission and the vision. We were straight into the success of the company. Didn't actually ask about the company itself. So can you give us an idea of Pack Help, the mission, the vision? What do you do? Sure.
0: Um, so f- for those who are not familiar with Pack Help, we sell boxes. <laughs> However, we're not producing them. Uh, we have a wide net of suppliers uh, all around the world um, and the Packaging area itself is rather an old school one, so this is where we found our niche, we're empowering brands, modern brands uh, to be better at packaging and also we're making it easier for them to, um, to transfer into sustainability areas. Uh, Because we brought the old school packaging world uh, into a brand new world of e-commerce and digital. So um, yeah, basically, we create apps, we create tools for brands to order personalized packaging in low quantities as well. Um, without having uh, to, to contact uh, directly the suppliers. So uh, we basically do all the dirty work for them. Uh, and our mission is is in general to empower brands to be better at packaging. So that's that.
1: Okay, so really at the heart of e-commerce and which is pretty much at the heart of global commerce, right? That sounds yeah. pretty interesting um and what does that mean from a talent point of view then so i've i did a little bit of snooping around on linkedin uh, before this uh, podcast as you can imagine um it looks like you've hired upwards of 130 people last year and your talent team tripled in size so obviously gearing up for scale um what what's the what what's sort of the the, the rationale behind that like what's the what what's the, the reasons behind that and what's your approach like how are you planning to to scale
0: well when you when you put it in this perspective it, it sounds really impressive <laughs> because I've never like done the numbers myself uh to be honest um well, we are a fast-growing company, um, and we want to uh, we want to grow as fast as possible and bring as much value to our founders um, as fast as possible. So, uh, so this is why we're hiring so many people, and how we're doing it is—I I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm really good at recruiting. This is something that I'm actually good at. I feel so. Um, I think it's it's. Uh, the two components of a success for uh for hiring uh such a large amount of people in such a short period of time and it's one of them is obviously pace um you don't want to prolong the process um unnecessarily and also um you you want to hire the best people so so the second thing is the um relationship with hiring managers um, without good and open communication, there's not much you can do, I'd say. So this is how we basically done it.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I like that sort of good, best practices of recruitment done well. I particularly uh, feel you on the hiring manager piece, that relationship building is so important. If there's one kind of key piece of implementation that we that we insist on in seed is that, is that relationship for, for that exact reason. You know, I think a lot of hiring managers see recruitment as a demand Hole in their business, right? Um, and they're the customer, and the candidate is kind of the product. Um, and obviously, the opposite is true the candidate is the customer, the job's the product, and we're all salespeople, right? Including the hiring yeah. managers. And if you don't have that conversation with them, and readjust that attitude, you could be in a weird transactional state that isn't very good in a candidate-driven market. So Sounds great that sounds really interesting and how's it been culture wise uh, in terms of the team so you've got you've gone from two like a, a tight little small and mighty team of two up to six um how is it is everyone just recruiting their own sort of verticals or is the specializations going on like what what's the plan for the, the recruitment team?
0: well we we had different approaches. Um, at the beginning, we did specialize a bit. I was doing uh, the tech and product recruitment mostly. Uh, and then once uh, more people joined, we started splitting into um into different areas. Um, but my team, as a team of talent wasn't only about recruitment but it was also about growing talents so at Pafeld being sort of a uh h r business partner. Uh, So we had that approach where I had six people uh, responsible for both recruitment and uh, managing talents, and it didn't really work quite well because the girls uh, had to be focused extremely on recruitment, obviously, because this is a huge part of our job. And also on growing talent. And when you're focused on everything, it means you're not <laughs> focused on anything. Um, so, so now my team is split into two. I have a team of four people in, um, in recruitment itself, and team of three uh, HR business partners um, that manage all the guilds um, at Hub, because we have six uh, main departments, which are called guilds in our dictionary. Uh, so yeah, I think now it's, it's working um, best and most efficiently uh, that we split them. Uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the team.
1: Okay, cool. And um, in terms of the mission, like the employer branding mission, um, looking at your website and sort of uh, earlier conversations, uh, that mission to acquire rock stars and develop their skills. Rockstars is a uh, you know a well used term in the old tech space, um, and I think every co- customer has a, a unique and interesting perspective on what that means. Uh, so I, whenever I hear a term like rockstar, I always I always get curious and want to dig in. You know what does that mean? So like what from a pack help point of view, what's a rockstar? Like, what do they look like, and how do you go about assessing rockstar ness? You know when you're when you're recruiting.
0: Sure. So uh, for pack help, a rockstar is someone uh, that has the drive to go above and beyond in their job and someone that aims high and seeks excellence in what they do and also someone who takes ownership uh, and then if they fail, they learn from it. Uh, I'd say this is is what we call a rockstar, someone that is not afraid to try new things and someone that is um, also flexible and and adjustable uh, to our ever-changing surroundings. Uh, How do I assess the right person? Uh, That's a hard question, to be honest. Um, uh, Once you've been in the company for a long time, uh, and for Pack three years is a pretty long time um, because we're still a young company, um, so I do rely very much on my gut, to be honest, uh, but for my team, for, for, for my team members, it's not, uh, it's not something, you know, uh, um, to, to, um, to go on. Um, but I'd say that the most important thing is the understanding of the role itself that you're, that you're hiring. Um, and it's for both sides, it's it's for both recruiter and the hiring manager for them to, to basically be able to diagnose who they need precisely in their team. And uh, once you know exactly who you're looking for, and you're able to ask them um, certain questions regarding the role, and then we as HR are able to ask uh, questions related to their engagement and to their uh, to their attitude um, I'd say you're destined for success uh, but, but you know what they say hiring is always a guessing uh, so we're trying we're trying very hard not to not to uh, well to get as close to to um, to not guessing but obviously you never know until you hire
1: yeah I think um it attitude is getting more and more important um where particularly in tech recruiting i think a lot of product-centric software companies they're looking for people with entrepreneurial attitudes and a lot of the behaviors that you've that you've just listed there you know that flexibility the ability to take ownership it allows organizations to remain innovative as they grow when you have these little teams of developers who treat their team like a little startup inside of a bigger company and that's not a tick list of do they know JavaScript, do they know TypeScript, mm-hmm. so blah, blah, blah. That's all about attitude, and all of the pressure comes on those talent people to so, go, well, how do you assess for that at, at scale? It's a bit more difficult. <laughs> so I feel your pain, uh, but it's pretty cool, right? It, it, I think it makes the role, the, the job of recruitment a lot more interesting. In our, in our for group. sure. <laughs> Super. Um, in terms of your presence then, so you've you you're kind of split across Europe, Poland, Spain, France, the Netherlands. Um, I always we always have to ask about remote working because that's obviously the the absolute um, is what the words on everyone's lips for the past few years so you've adopted a remote friendly workplace, um, and they have the flexibility to, you know, control where they work how they work, a lot of businesses have been Asking the question, you know, do we go fully remote? Do we go hybrid? Do we go back to the office as as, as we used to? I'm sure there's a lot of re- rationale behind each individual choice, but I'm interested in Help's choice. You know, what you you have always been a distributed company, so what what were the foundations of success for that? Like you're going a company remote first through a pandemic, what what keeps that company together?
0: Well, uh, this is something that we definitely had to adjust for. Um, When I joined, Packhelp was a tiny company, um, rather a small one. And uh, what mattered for us as employees the most uh, were the relations that we had with each other. And you know, working desk by desk, uh, having uh, coffee together and meals together, we were very, very tight. Let's say. And then when the when the COVID um, situation hit, uh, we went fully remote. And then after a few weeks, um, well, we we basically noticed that uh, we've lost that something um, in our daily work. Um, We started having uh, troubles communicating and it was just, you know, hard uh, to to adjust that quickly um, to the surroundings. And um we tried to go about this issue in different ways um we you know we started having company wide meetings to improve the spirits of, of people who were suddenly forced to to stay at home um, We tried to um we tried to do workshops together. we tried to have a virtual coffee but nothing really worked, uh, for us. So then we started thinking about the hybrid mode. And I think that, um, this is a sweet spot that we have right now. Um, this is when we're all, we've also opened our amazing modern office. Um, so this, this actually, uh, came out pretty well because we didn't want to force people to come to the office we wanted to lure them in um so we um we managed to um to put all the goodies that you can imagine into our amazing space like barista uh, on tuesdays and massages and on wednesdays and then brunches lunches and whatever you name it uh, it was there Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, so I think this is, um, this is something that is working well for us right now. Uh, the hybrid mode. We're also um, we're also including all of our uh, remote, fully remote employees in every possible gatherings that we have. All the integrations, all the all the fun that we're having here in Poland. We're, we're also um, we're also paying for their flights and paying for their accommodations here um so i'd say yeah that that was a huge success uh because we took care of people and and that was that was something that we decided to go on and it was a good choice
1: that's cool i do i do miss the old um massages and that one of my old companies had all of that good stuff and i I do miss that about the office there's an interesting having
0: one after this meeting
1: so oh nice I i could i've got a lower back problem right now i could do with a good old a good old to massage myself, I, you, I think I might treat myself to one as well. Um, what you, you picked up uh, on something interesting there which was in the middle of, of a so which was the you can't force people to go back to the office. Some companies disagree <laughs> and I, I I totally agree with you. I, I mean, my view has always been where when organizations ask myself either in a seed context or just general conversation um, you know should we be remote, should we be office, based? should we be hybrid, my answer is always it's not your choice anymore you're missing the point it's you don't get to say what well, i have decided you know based on a capital expenditure that we made before covid of an office that so we're going to make everyone go into the office i think employees have a different relationship with their working environment and they're more empowered to choose for themselves and we're a very competitive market so it's easier for someone who's built a habit of working remotely to say I'm going to move to a different job that's remote than it is to get used to the new way of working in the same job. So I think that attitude of let's provide a service for our employees to operate in the most effective way for themselves, their work-life balance, pick the kids up from school, collaborate with who want to collaborate, whatever. I think it's a really good basic attitude to have across a a changing business. Um, That's not a question. I just something to pick up, on, I thought was really interesting. Um, Cool and. Um, look into the future then. We spoke a little bit about past and, and sort of what you and where you currently are, like the year ahead as as a head of talent, you know, what are your main goals? What are the milestones towards those goals and, and the strategies for the next year?
0: Yeah, I would say that it's not only for the talent team but it's for the entire company 2022 is uh about the process excellence and about recalibrating basically. Um it's about taking a step back and assessing uh whether our processes basically make sense. Um so I would say it's 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 time to bring our game to the next level to improve and and Put quality over pace.
1: Okay, optimizing for for scale and, and quality. Yeah, um, exactly all the fun stuff, all the fun data stuff to get stuck into, uh, which is my bag, I have to say. Cool. Um, you you launched um on the optimization side. You you launched an app internally to gather feedback, a peer to peer internal app. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to know what what the the rationale was behind that why you chose an internal app over a third party, like a PCon, you know, workday type solution, other than the fact that it's workday, of course. Um, but I'm just interested to know like the thought process behind that and, and what's the impact been? Like what's the what are the outcomes?
0: Well, this is something that I take huge pride in, to be honest, this is one of my biggest accomplishments.
1: Okay.
0: Um, it, it, the app is sort of my baby, you know, that I created here. Uh, so, so I'm I'm going to smile a lot right now. Um, right. But it, it, to be honest, um, it came out of the need that we had uh, dictated by our culture. Um, because PackHub culture was always based on um, open feedback and also from your peers, um, open communication, open feedback. So um, we've tried a lot of external tools. Uh, we tried um, features in our uh, in our HRS. We tried different apps available on the market. Not seem to suit our needs. And th- th- we decided that well, let's do it, let's just create something and um and yeah, we basically did uh <laughs> that's as easy as it sounds, uh but you know, back in the day when it was uh less than a hundred of employees at Pachop, it was easier. To gather feedback manually, and this is what we did. Uh, we gathered peer-to-peer feedback on Slack. Uh, so, hey, how do how do you like working with this person? Sort of thing. Um, but it became impossible when we hit 150. It was undoable. Mm-hmm. So um, at that time, our tech team uh, was craving for a hackathon uh, because this is something that you know tech people love. Just figuring out different solutions for something that they're not working on every day. So we decided to kill the two birds with one stone, basically. We organized a hackathon. And uh, yeah, I I basically went to our VP of uh, engineering, Mateusz, uh, who is an amazing uh, manager, by the way. And he's very open to HR suggestions, which which is super, super cool um so so we got together and we got the ball rolling basically we organized a hackathon so i had to do a specification and mockups for the app which wasn't easy for me because i've never done it before uh but i had a, a lot of support from uh from the guys that were responsible for the hackathon bartek and martin uh and also from our PMs, uh, they were really helpful at that time. Um, so I wanted to do it properly, you know. Um, and yeah, we we um we we've never created an, an app like this before. Um so yeah, so so that's what we did. And uh now it's it's incorporated into our everyday work and um I can see the improvement of the quality of feedback um, and that people are giving to each other. It's more constructive. It's more precise. And also, 90% of feedbacks that we've gathered uh, on this uh, performance evaluation session uh, was not anonymous, which is also a huge success for us because mm-hmm. people started you know, to give their feedbacks uh, much more openly than they, than they used to. Um, and uh, we're still planning uh, to, to you know improve the app and we're planning for second and third iterations uh, because we want to add features that will allow uh, the team leaders to manage their teams easily. So it's not gonna be the feedback app anymore, probably it's gonna be a manager's app. Um, we're gonna add skill grids and OPRs or OITs that we're working on uh, every day. And hiring, or hiring requests as well, uh, all in one place uh, for the managers to manage their team. So,
1: That's really cool. Um, yeah. What I like about that is there always tends to be like a disconnect between like HR systems and recruitment systems, um, or, you know, looking for demand requests, especially in a scaling business. And I think one of the first things that we tend to do with scaling businesses and seed is we have to rationalize demand. So uh, we want... 300 senior engineers please in a year and then we have to say well in six months time how many of your current engineers are going to be senior and then we'll backfill those roles um, and there's no s- sensible way of doing that because there's the, the reporting suite in the HR systems doesn't gather that and it doesn't in the TA so the fact that you have one system that pulls all of that together is going to make it a lot easier for you to ration yeah. on year on year so that sounds very cool so you're a product owner now within the business as well as the head of talent
0: apparently yeah
1: cool. <laughs> although well, it's, a, it's,
0: it, it's a difficult job i must tell you i mean <laughs> like, it was extremely stressful to release the app and uh as i said it's it's sort of my baby so i ter- take it really personally when there's something wrong or there's a bug or something so, <laughs> so yeah it's it's really stressful but uh, but it's very rewarding
1: yeah, I've I've never met a product owner that isn't stressed, so I think you're probably doing it right. <laughs> it's um, so it's good. And sort of getting we're getting kind of towards the end of uh, of the chat just now, but I always like to sort of wrap up with a few kind of overall questions about you know what you've learned and um, you know when it comes to shaping teams, you've had a very interesting experience, at least over the past three years, certainly a very interesting experience in uh, a scaling business. Um through massive change like is it is there any like overall takeaways that you've that you've learned over that period?
0: Wow, uh, I learned so much in pack help uh that it's it's gonna be easy, it's gonna be difficult for me to make a list of a few <laughs> uh, I would say that the biggest uh the biggest learn was that startup is a place where you can uh grow both personally and professionally. Much faster than you can do in different companies. Um, so yeah, I would say that it's it's the pace is is uh, much faster than anywhere else. So if you give uh, people ownership and also about their personal growth and and their growth um, career wise, I'd say they they can surprise you. That's that's yeah. that's the thing about
1: startups. I like that, optimistic about people, which is, a, which is a good thing. And what about the opposite side? Like, is there any, you know, in that startup scale-up space, there's a lot of myth and a lot of, you know, in, in terms of how, how it should be done, whether the, you do one way or another and so on. Like, is there any sort of things that you would avoid, any pitfalls or major blockers that you think, a young you, if you were to sort of give advice to you three years ago, like what major blockers would you make yourself aware of?
0: Well, I would say that open communication is key and, tr- and transparency as well uh, for the employees, um, because without it, you really cannot do your HR work properly, um, and it also allows you to to build a great team. Um, this open communication and transparency because it's your relation is also based on trust and based on um, all the good things that can come out of uh, such cooperation Mm -hmm. so um, it's also important for you as being an employee and and have that open communication uh, with your leader um, so I'd say this is the key, um, constant feedback. Also, I'm always open to feedback. And I, I think my, my girls and my team are also, uh, open to feedback. And if you have someone to bounce your ideas off, uh, I have that with my leader, Kasia, she's amazing. She's my mentor in the HR, uh, spectrum. Um, so yeah, if you have that relationship where you can, bounce your ideas off uh of each other and then get always count on open feedback and open communication um uh, i think i think that's the sweet spot and this is this is how i'm building my team as well um based on based on that uh values
1: okay that's uh, i really like that and um i'm more about of so just to kind of bring it to a close like what about you like what what are you absolutely crazy passionate about it doesn't have to be work related it could be anything it could be skydiving but it doesn't matter <laughs> what what's your what's your major passion
0: well I'm not uh an adrenaline freak uh I, I I I'm that kind of person that is always interested in everything and I I do have a lot of knowledge about different random things uh, so that's, that's something that people at PacHop would say, that if, if I jump into the conversation, I always have something to say. Um, so right now, since I have a four-year-old at home, uh, my time is really limited, uh, so I sometimes do crosswords and read science articles, uh, and obviously I feel amazing about doing nothing and, and just chilling in front of Netflix. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love singing as well. Uh, it helps me to come down and vent after a long day of work. So, yeah, so this, these are the things that I'm, I'm passionate about, but yeah, okay. but not much time these days.
1: I like be- the idea of being, uh, being able to just sing in the office, you know, to chill out. Everyone has their own like events, so maybe just singing it out in the office to, to relieve really stress after a meeting. Sounds like fun. That's um, what I do. <laughs> Yeah, all good. and I've, I've got a 13-month-old 13, 13 at home, so I understand that the pie chart of your life, like the me time gets smaller and smaller, yeah. so it's just that small, uh, so I feel you there. And, uh, and finally, like, is there a, like a thought or a phrase or a credo that you, you live by that's, that's helped you personally and at work?
0: Yeah, I do believe in karma very much, so I'd say what goes around comes around um yeah that's that's my motto i i'm a strong karma believer so if i do good i know that good will come back to me
1: okay well you've been a wonderful podcast guest so maybe it'll come around and you'll you'll be a wonderful podcast host in the future maybe that's a, a karmic retribution for for chatting to us today so th- thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it i really enjoyed the the conversation
0: thank you